0: All right. So we're recording on nine eleven. Like I know it's been a bit of a break. I find it kind of ironic that we're recording on 9-11 to bring it back. Um,
1: but, Great way to celebrate. Great way to celebrate the 9-11.
0: Yeah. With your this year. favorite podcast with Spank Robbery. We're always here for you on 9-11. But uh, I was listening to some stuff about the war in the Pacific recently. Okay. And there's this event during Pearl Harbor called the Nih- Nihau Incident. Uh it's an island. It's like the second smallest island in Hawaii or whatever. There's not that many people there. It's all been owned by one sugar demon uh, mm-hmm. since like 1840-something. But either way, a Japanese pilot crash crash landed onto the island during Pearl Harbor because the Japanese thought it was uh, uninhabited. And through a series of events, he uh, was captured by some of the native Hawaiians there, but there were three Japanese people who lived on the island. And They were the only ones who communicate with them. So the guards had them talk to them. And the guy manages to convince the Japanese guys to help him escape, destroy the plane, destroy the papers. They end up killing one guy, one guy, one of the guys who helped him commit suicide. Uh, It was a really crazy event. But I was just thinking if that happened today, there would be so many weebs who would be like immediately ready to help that pilot escape (laughs) and defend the honor of the Imperial Navy.
1: Yeah, they'd be lining up. They'd yeah. be like, uh, "Don't destroy these papers, hand them over."
0: There's that one freak. Do you, did I ever show you that? There's like this, like twenty something year old in New Zealand who is obsessed with Imperial Japan. He's like a far right Japanese nationalist. I think he married his aunt also. Like he's a real freak.
1: Jesus oh, <laughs> Christ!
0: <laughs> he's awesome. But yeah, I think he got banned from Twitter for some sort of slurs or something. Whatever really? you would expect
1: hopefully he gets uh someone finds him with an improvised weapon like uh they did to his compatriots <laughs> yeah that yeah. were actually in power uh oh <laughs> uh,
0: well, we've been so rude actually yo what's up my name is free palestine this is my co-host ap Mr. ap armor piercing uh, and this is west bank robbery <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's been a while. Uh It's been a while. Uh What have you been up to?
0: To be honest, not much. I've been reading a good bit. I've read like three books this year. I've been really good about it. I've also gotten extremely into fish tanks. Both of us have gotten really deep into our hobbies. Uh, I have like so many fish tanks. I've shut all of them off for this recording. So we're on like a ticking <laughs> clock where the fish are going to suffocate. How long
1: can the uh. How long can the fish live with the with the, with the power off on them? Long microphone? enough
0: to produce this episode. They'll live. They're tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll live. I'm looking at them right now. They'll start jumping out of the water if things get too hairy in there. So, not too worried. <laughs> How have you been?
1: Doing all right. Doing all right. Playing a lot of Go. Playing a lot of Go. As you know, I can't stop. What is Go for our listeners? who didn't Go see the famous in, 1990 meme it the uh, yeah it's the oldest uh board game that's still played uh back when uh back when confucius was writing it was already popular all across uh china really so it's uh possibly possibly 4000 years old uh, it's at least 2500 years old 1000 years older than chess so very very popular in asia not very popular in the West, unfortunately. I
0: think it did get very popular in the West, though, right? Wasn't there an anime? We were talking to our Swedish friend about this, and apparently the entire nation yes, yeah, of Sweden I mean, got obsessed I mean, with it whole, after a bad uh, anime, like Yu-Gi-Oh! but for Go.
1: Yeah, yeah. That I mean, the, the whole Western world, uh, the all, the only reason that any Westerners are into Go at all is because of Hikaru no Go. Something like uh, 70 or 80% of Western Go players got into it because of one single anime. Have you seen it? Uh, is it good? Yes oh yeah oh yeah i watched it as a kid that's what got me into the board game oh i thought this was
0: more of a recent fascination
1: well i mean i i got into it as a kid but uh i hadn't played it's a relatively obscure in the west uh i was ha- i watched this anime i thought okay i need to go get possessed by a ghost of a ancient go player so i need to find some go boards to touch that have been cursed. Uh, but no one had any go boards, unfortunately. I couldn't find any go players at all. Wow, uh, little did I know the longest running go club in the u s uh actually was in the town I was living in, and so now I'm going there uh, and it's really great. I've been playing for yeah, the Chicago months. Go
0: Club is like the top ranked one in North America, right?
1: Some of the best players uh in the in the entire country uh, are here uh, the guy who runs the Chicago Go Club is, is one of the best players in the country. So
0: everything yeah. I've heard from people about Go is that the Koreans are like the best at it. Do You know anything about
1: that? The guy to go right now is a, is a Korean dude, but from what I hear, is it's becoming less popular in Korea. Uh, it's becoming a lot less popular because it's kind of League of, a League game of Legends people think that old people play.
0: Yeah, they have League of Legends now. That's basically the modern Go, right? Say it one more time. League of Legends. You know that's basically <laughs> the modern Go except you can say you know, slurs
1: there there are some similarities right uh a
0: lot of a lot of but... a lot of well-endowed anime women in go
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly are there horny go sets that's what we that's what we need uh to get uh you know so uh, i was talking about a little bit this uh, off air but like go is not popular in the west like like chess the reason that chess is so popular right now first of all is because of a Netflix TV show no but it's because of the great also, soviet
0: union it was their national sport that's why we love chess the us had to compete it was like the uh, you know the space race the us had to compete with chess
1: yeah yeah but no one really cared about that not uh, not especially since the end of the cold war i mean come on
0: yeah i guess but chess uh, did fall off
1: recently there was a great scandal uh, a a top pro chess player was cheating uh, using vibrating anal beads that someone's remotely uh, telling him the correct moves—that's uh, crazy. I still don't... That's what we need in Go. That's it. This is this is my pitch, and so far none of the pro Go players uh, have really taken me up on it. We got to offer to buy them a new get...
0: one. You keep offering them your old vibrating cheating <laughs> anal beads.
1: This is how we're gonna get. This is how we're gonna get the game popular in the West. Is uh, is we need a good scandal, and it ha- there has to be some titillation going on. There,
0: we gotta so. corrupt the game of Go.
1: Yeah, exactly. You it did tell shady... me there were Go
0: hustlers, like guys will hang out at the club and then just start betting money and like cleaning up the joint.
1: Not, not in I, that's that's my dream. My dream is to become a Go hustler. But right now, there's just first of all, we don't have the betting culture uh, uh, of South Korea. And we don't have the Go culture. So we're, we can't catch up to them right now. But we need, we need to get there. Or else how am I going to make money at my old age?
0: <laughs> I would love to be a hustler. I don't think I really have any skills that I can definitely hustle with. But I'd love to, you know, take some money from some marks. I really feel like I'd be good at that if I had a skill.
1: There was a good uh, Go scandal in China a Chinese pro was accused of cheating. Strangely enough, it wasn't his opponent that accused him of cheating. It was actually one of his teammates. Really? And he said, this guy goes Wait, to the Wait, there's bathroom. teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's teams, right? So, you know, uh, especially if you, feel like you all go to the same Go school, right? You're trying to, uh, you know, it's like a dojo. Like an anime. They have
0: like it. a high school where they're all just doing Go-based lessons.
1: Right? You have the same teacher, right? And so you can say like, you know, this guy's, You know, students became the you know successive winners.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: Anyways, this gentleman accused his teammate. He said, "This guy's going to the bathroom too much. No one pisses this fucking much. He has to be cheating. He has to be cheating."
0: That's an ADA violation. I don't think he can bring. (laughs) I think he can bring that up. (laughs) Is Go woke? Is Go not woke?
1: No, go is not we need to we need to make a go base. Yeah, we need to have more we need to have more accusations. I like Woke uh, We need to have more world. scandals. We need some guy like a. Uh, who are these uh who are these like like Connor McGregor? We need like a we need like a base <laughs> go player. That you need is, a like, heal? super reactionary yeah. and like
0: we <laughs> need a go heal, that'd be good. If there were more exactly, fights, like I bet if you would go on YouTube, we could find a bunch of fights that have taken place at Go Joyce. And I bet they're good fighters with how well they train. Go, I bet they've got some good moves. You know, they're very sh- mentally strong, but they can really they probably take do a hit. That
1: thing that, uh, like, uh, Tony Stark, Sherlock Holmes, or whatever, where he like sees every <laughs> move. down time. He, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you've been. Yeah, yeah. They God. got the they got bullet time, uh, except for thinking. Uh, it's is, is when they start to move that they have a problem. Yeah, uh, me too. Their fingers are covered, are full of arthritis from a, yeah. trying to move go pieces instead.
0: Well, the thing that I've been getting really into is aquariums, and I'm not gonna torment our listeners with different types of fish right now. But aquariums are fucking lit. I think everybody should get it, get one. It's good for you. Like they're not putting fucking snakes in doctors' offices, you know? There's something magical about an aquarium. It's just better for you. You live longer, probably. It Probably makes you happier, it'll probably get you laid.
1: Is this a uh, tricks dig is this, is this proven? Is this proven? Yeah I'll, mean, like, yeah, I'll go, say, yeah, go is 100% proven to make you big ass brain. Uh, it's uh, to give to get you some brain and to make your brain big. Now,
0: aquariums so. like smooth out your brain, they make you smooth. You sit there, you stare at them, all the fish go like, ah, I'm a fish, and it's crazy. They eat their babies, they're you know, they're fucking yeah. your, all day. It's to, it's really racy, slip. it's edgy. You know, uh, you can buy a $10,000 shrimp from a Japanese guy. It's a small shrimp. It's like one inch long, but it's like purple and it's kind of shiny. They,
1: do they taste good?
0: No, I don't think anybody's eating the $10,000 shrimp. I think you need about 50. You probably need about $5 million of those shrimp to make like a crab cake.
1: Why is it worth a $10,000? Like,
0: well, so it's it doesn't purple. taste good. It's purple. Okay. And it's metallic. And now they've got purple metallic King Kongs, which is a type of shrimp. They're still only one inch. Uh,
1: Why are they called a King Kong? I
0: don't know. I don't Do know. they have like, they some have like big a black arms, spot like a gl- on their head? No, they just have a black spot on their head. I don't know. The shrimp names are like weed names.
1: Oh, I was thinking like a, an extra set of like large, like a gorilla size, uh, for, you know, arms. You can
0: get those, but that's not a $10,000 shrimp. That's a $5 shrimp if you get a gorilla arm shrimp. But like... You know they they got shadow yeah. pandas. They got they got red Riley's. They got, uh, you know,
1: shadow panda.
0: Yeah,
1: I is actually it, do uh, really black like and fish. white. This is a yes the go themed go themed yes uh, shrimp.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan all right, of it. Right. There's also blue shadow pandas. Which I'm trying to get a hang on right now, but ooh, ooh. Uh, but that's it. That's shrimp talk. Uh, DM me for more information about shrimp. <laughs> oh, uh, and I'd like to just say if anybody here is listening from the. Uh, parallax views episode that i did uh or any of the previous ones to be on uh thank you for joining us this is West Bank robbery we've taken a little bit of a break we both got kind of busy with life uh ap had a baby uh
1: yeah how's the okay. baby she's all right she's it's all right like, you know <laughs> it's having a kid is kind of boring you said I she was why. like a plant no, 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 not. Well, My so when I first had her, when she was like a little baby, a lot of people have trouble with like that early stage of, of baby or whatever. My kid was perfect. She went to sleep at night. She slept the whole freaking night. I do that. No, I don't. I don't. She do basically that. slept the whole day too. Like basically, you just held her and she fell right asleep. It was it was it was sick. I'm just like that. Nowadays, she's like, you know, she's a good three feet tall. She's faster than everyone and she does not stop running she basically gets up in the morning <laughs> at 6 a.m and doesn't stop running until nine o'clock at night you got
0: like a forest Gump baby it, it,
1: the fucking energizer bunny of children yeah. right here there's not non-stop yes forest exactly Forrest fucking gum like she's like a normal normal we go, normal we go out to the park, uh,
0: all you Forrest see Gump. is
1: like the you know the dust kicking up,
0: yeah.
1: As she zooms off into the horizon, I bet it's she can do that insane. thing where
0: she runs off a cliff and doesn't doesn't fall until she looks down. Like she's probably that fast.
1: Exactly. No, she's she's so she goes to the beach with my with my with my mom and and she runs off and and she, before you know it, she's running on water. She's so fast. She's like the freaking flash. And my our poor parents. My my mom, my my mother in law, my father in law, like. Trying to keep up with this little girl. Like, I I desperately need childcare because fucking childcare is the cost. It's basically the cost of my rent. Yeah. Uh, that should
0: definitely be like government subsidized. But unlike you, I raise my kids. You know, I'm always there for them. I uh That's what I'm saying. I have to be.
1: And I don't want I would so prefer far. not to be. Yeah. I would prefer not to be there for my kid. I don't have any kids. And I prefer someone days. else to be there for, for my kid that I pay, right? But I can't afford that really. The uh, army? So
0: general butt naked though i think he's converted to christianity or he's like i was thinking more
1: like a room of like other children and like maybe like you know like three or four people lord of the flies have some sort of childhood education uh degree
0: well the kids will raise each other give them a couple of the most part you you know actually attack a village i've been playing metal gear solid five kind of recently and the child soldiers are very competent
1: Oh, I bet. The thing about children is they pick up things really fast. Yeah, right?
0: yeah.
1: And they have they have little fingers. No empathy. So yeah.
0: You know, they're oh ideal soldiers, especially
1: if you catch them at the right age.
0: Yeah, yeah. As long as you can teach them to maintain their AK, you know, because they don't like cleaning up after themselves. But it, like, that's why you use an AK. It's better for a child, and it's smaller. You know, especially in oh. the, like the naval variants. Think of that. I've just finished a book and I, I'd actually like to get more in depth with this, maybe even get the author on. It's called Conflicting Missions. It's about the Cubans' foreign interventions in Africa. uh surprising yeah. amount of involvement in the Middle East. Do you know what the Cubans like first war was after the Revolution?
1: Where, uh Hmm, after the Revolution, I'm thinking maybe Lebanon. No. Seventy four? Wait, no. is that seventy four?
0: Uh, it was like 20 years, but yes. Yeah. Uh, no, they went to war with Morocco on behest of Algeria. Cause like Che and Castro, they were like best friends with Ahmed Ben Bala. I think that was his name. Um, and you know, the Algerians had just won their independence from France, big brutal war, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so they were like best bros and Algeria had no tanks. They had, like, no tanks at all. No aircraft, no nothing. And the king of Morocco, the wily motherfucker, he's like, ah, I want some territory. And the Cubans are like, okay, we'll help you out. We're going to do this real sneakily. They have one boat also. They ship everything on one boat. The same boat that they used for 50 years. I don't know why the CIA didn't just put, like, a tracker on this boat. It's insane. They had one boat. It's in the entire book. Just this one boat ships all their tanks around. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And, uh, yeah, they ship it and they get there and they're like, holy shit, there's too many people here. We're not keeping this secret anymore. We just got to book it. And they booked to the Moroccan border. They sent, like, the entire Cuban army. Like, they just sent all of their tanks and shit. Um,
1: wait, 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 so they're fighting against Algeria? No, no, no.
0: They're, they're there uh, in the defense of Algeria against Morocco's okay, okay. territorial ambitions.
1: Mm, um okay.
0: And the thing is, they did this very selflessly. I would say it's, it's actually very heartwarming. They um, – They had a trade deal that they were planning to do with Morocco uh, to sell them a bunch of sugar. And like, you know, the Cuban economy was really fucked up in this period. I think it was the early 60s. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they, you know, to the detriment of their own economy, they sent all these troops to go defend Algeria. And they never even had to have the war. Morocco backed down once they saw the entire Cuban army on the border, which is a trend that you'll see like with the later uh, Angola war. Um, And then you know what? The Moroccans still bought the sugar because nobody was selling it as cheap as the Cubans. (laughs) Uh, This book is crazy good. Conflicting Missions. Highly, highly recommend it. It's a riveting read. It's like Cuban interventions from 1956 to 1976, I think. And the last page of the book is basically the author going... Now, this was a lot of work, but oh my god, if you were going to write a book on 1976 to like 1994, you'd have to be crazy. You'd have to read thousands and thousands of pages. Next book he comes out with is that. Uh, And the author is really interesting. He did a Warner interview uh, a couple years back. um, He's, like, the only person to ever get this much in-depth access to both, like, the Cuban, Soviet, and American archives. Like, he's literally the guy who taught the Cubans how to do that black highlighter trick <laughs> where the CIA does to, you know, uh, redact documents. He told them <laughs> about that because they wouldn't – like, he was like, I'm not putting anything in the book I can't get a photocopy of. And they're like, sorry, we can't get this. See that line? And he's like, no, dude. You just, a, you just get a sharpie. you Cover it up. And they're like, oh, fuck, dude. Seriously? It, like, really, like, bumped the Cuban document game up. (laughs) Yeah. Also, what's crazy is they they never Googled anywhere they were going to send Che Guevara to. They were just sending Che Guevara and, like, 200 guys on what would be just a 25-year suicide mission (laughs) to, like, three different countries before they were like, maybe we should, like, look up the guys that we're sending these guys to because we were told there was going to be 40,000 trained troops and like, you know, significant political education. That is not what we found. Um, (laughs) And they actually even tricked Castro one time by, uh, this is actually a trick that the Cubans had used against the Soviet Union. Uh, they were like, look at how many troops we have. And they, they're, like, they're talking to the guy, like they're talking to the general as all of his troops are marching by doing drills. Unbeknownst to them, the troops were going in a very large circle <laughs> to, make <it> like, <laughs> to make it look like they had thousands and thousands of troops, uh, which is a great trick listeners like that's a, if you that's ever a, need to get word. like better funding than you probably deserve for your revolutionary movement highly recommend walking in circles it,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah this is the algerian this is the algerian uh, uh no it wasn't the Algerians that
0: uh, that. i think it okay. was the uh the simbas in zaire at the time mm. uh and that was pretty disastrous um uh, Actually, the the Cubans lost that one, but they did win in Burkina Faso, and they defeated the South African army, which was the sickest sickest thing ever. It was so sick. They, you know, the Cubans fought and won a war against the U.S., South Africa. Um, also, weirdly, China was supporting the uh, the bad guys, <laughs> Angola, the FNLA. Uh, well, this... it was
1: a great time for uh, it was a great time for China to be supporting the bad guys. They love to do it
0: around that. Uh, well, you know, let's not be too harsh on China, but yeah, the Soviet split and its <laughs> consequences are very brutal. I really, I really need to read a book on that. It's, it uh, got really rough there. There was like a lot of bad vibes.
1: Well, do they uh, yeah. uh, do they go in at all uh, on the Cuban attempts to overthrow the uh, government in? Uh, oh shit, Santa Cruz. Uh,
0: it depends where Santa Cruz. Is. <laughs> Which one is that? Uh, is that oh Venezuela.
1: God, no, no, I'm thinking of uh the country that's right next to Haiti. Oh my god, my fucking brain. The Dominican the Republic. Dominican Republic, there we go, not Santa Cruz.
0: Uh, no, but... no, not really. A lot of uh, the books kind of le- – it's the books mainly on like the foreign interventions in Africa in the Middle East. Um, they do talk a bit about the uh, like South American like revolutionary movements and stuff because the Cubans kind of uh, – they wanted to create a thousand Vietnams for America to like kind of take the pressure off uh, and they kind of did. Mm-hmm. But th- most of their efforts in South America were like really crushed and like – Then they sort of, they were, like, funding revolutionary movements, putting in guerrillas because, like, they had developed their own revolutionary theory um, based on, like, sending in, like, small bands of guerrillas to, uh, you know, stir up a revolution and try to, like, become an army. Uh, That's mainly what, like, Chase Guerrilla Warfare is about, Uh, which is a fun book as well. I would recommend that. Um, But, yeah, most of this shit in South America, like, failed. Uh, And so they were like, let's go to Africa. You know, South America doesn't seem like they're that ripe for revolution. Nobody's really buying what we're selling. So, you know, uh, Tanzania looks pretty sick. We can go there. Angola, Zaire. uh, And actually, after the 1973 Arab-Israeli War, the Cubans were manning tanks uh, near the Golan Heights uh, to uh, replace the Syrian tank crews that had died in that war. Uh, Mm -hmm. So there was actually... Cubans rocking with the Palestinians at one point, which is pretty sick. They were they're so yeah. Cool, the Cubans
1: man. they found themselves in some weird positions. Though. They just
0: did it, dude. That's they were sure. like, and they were like, the whole book is basically like fighting against the idea that they were just like Soviet proxies the entire time. They're like, ah, we're gonna go nuts, dude. i <laughs> the Soviets are like, slow down, slow down. What, what are you doing, guys? And they're like, sorry, man, we're gonna go do revolution. And the Soviets are being like, okay we can't stop giving you money that would look really bad so just have fun Uh, (laughs) um yeah what a what a beautiful nation so selfless i i don't know if i would have it in me to just send 500 tanks to a guy i was like kind of friends with i'd send you 500 tanks
1: but yeah i don't know uh if uh yeah someone asked me uh all right buddy you ready to go (laughs) I was reading that. Uh, you ever read that Cracked article that was like uh, uh, 11 things American movies get wrong about the Vietnam War from a Vietnam veteran, a Vietnamese Vietnam veteran? No. Oh. And uh, uh, one of his things is uh, in in v- in Vietnam uh, war movies, uh, the Vietnamese are always portrayed as these like super gorillas, like at one with the jungle. And this guy's like... Damn, we were from the coast. Like we had never been to the jungle in <laughs> our entire lives. That's <laughs> we 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 just had to go there, <laughs> like because the uh, or else the Americans would kill us. God,
0: that's like the worst. I could never fighting in a jungle seems like hell. Can you, you can you imagine everybody. being
1: sent seventeen and go sent into a jungle to go get eaten by a tiger? Like
0: <laughs> that's a good way to go. Getting just. Man. Hit by shrapnel or something probably sucks a lot more than getting eaten by a tiger. Tigers,
1: tigers in the jungle. I do. Not, I don't want to encounter them. I went to. A, I went to a art exhibit in St. Louis several years ago. It was all art from the uh, Russian-Japanese War. Nice, uh, cool war. Yeah, in uh, what is that, 1905 or something like that, and it was all of these uh, Japanese. I think they're called lithographs, like the woodblock prints, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, there were lots of dudes getting eaten by tigers. Uh, their, every other freaking painting was a dude getting eaten by a tiger or a whole bunch of dudes getting eaten by tigers. I
0: think that is like <laughs> the largest species of tiger, like the Siberian one. Yeah, yeah. they oh yeah, The
1: biggest, the strongest, the meanest.
0: I'm not really afraid of a tiger.
1: Me? You I give me like a polar, a tiger,
0: like bro. a pike, I can probably take – with a halberd, you, I've got a 50-50 chance.
1: Yeah. Are you kidding? No. He w- the tiger would slap the halberd out of your hand with such force your arm would come off with it.
0: Well, I'd have a second yeah. halberd. <laughs> you
1: think and me? There goes your other arm. me and my boys has, in a pike The guy square? has two ass big hands. I
0: have two hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, but not as big as the tiger. The tiger's hand is bigger than your chest. He puts one foot down and he crushes you. Oh, well,
0: yeah. You don't you know lie, lie down under the tiger.
1: Yeah. Well, well, how are you going to stand with, the, with your pole arm? You're just going to stand up like a, you like a doofus or him? you're going to crouch down?
0: Well, you get in like a low position, you know.
1: Yeah, so you can get stepped on by the tiger, you know, when he comes down with them big ass feet.
0: I don't know. I don't think we're <laughs> gonna solve this issue tonight. I think uh I I know that I can defeat a tiger, like in my heart.
1: I can probably I'm telling you a, if, uh, I can
0: defeat any big cat. They're solitary. I have the power if of two dozen friendship if
1: two dozen Russian soldiers, you know, couldn't couldn't take on a tiger, I, I don't think I don't think you stand a chance.
0: Are you sure the tiger wasn't just a metaphor for the Japanese? I don't know if two, no, no, like, no, no, 24 no. Russian guys were killed by a tiger.
1: No, no, because, like, in the next painting, it would be, like, a dozen Chinese dudes getting eaten by tigers. And then the next painting, it'd be, like, a dozen Japanese dudes. They were saying the tigers were eating everyone. They'd be, like, there would be a. One scene would be a battle, and you would see, like, a bunch of Russian and Japanese soldiers shooting at each other. And then off to the side, there would be a dude getting eaten by a tiger. Like.
0: That's wild, man. That's sick as fuck. <laughs>
1: Not a yeah not not my ideal way to fight a war personally i would I would prefer uh let's all stand in a line in an empty field where there are no tigers, and then we can all just shoot each other and let's stand shoulder to shoulder I'd prefer we, we're with our friends fighting you know in the mean?
0: tundra, I think to fighting in the jungle, definitely, the jungle seems like the worst place.
1: Yeah, I would prefer like, just in, the like, disease a disease chance, style. you know,
0: like year-round disease. <laughs> like that's why people fight in the spring and like Europe and stuff. It's like you're not gonna like freeze to death, uh, but like jungle year-round, half the troops are dying of like malaria. I don't think malaria could kill me, but I wouldn't want to see a lot of my friends die from malaria. And like, I don't want malaria to get killed by a kill guy me. that I didn't see from like five feet away. Like, there's a guy in a bush. I don't want to get killed like that. I want to see. The guy at the end of the field i want to you know that's more heroic instead of just getting like yeah, bayoneted exactly. in the neck by a japanese soldier like powwow exactly. or something
1: let's stand you know close enough that we can both see each like the whites of each other's eyes yeah. and then we can start firing at each other i really like that's, the pike that's that's fair that gives each other a fair chance you know what i mean uh
0: have i mentioned the battle scene from Alla Triste on this podcast before
1: all a tree state, what's that? Is that it sounds like oh, a, dude, it's a, a guess, fantastic Italian movie? movie.
0: It's a Spanish film, okay. Damn it. About uh, I don't know, just like the end of the Spanish tercio, which was the pike and shot formation that the Spanish used to like conquer the entire planet. But there's a fantastic scene where they start fighting with pikes in that movie. Oh, really? Highly recommend it. Pop it up on YouTube. Everybody stop Vigo, your car Vigo or Morse just keep said. driving, but watch this right now. Uh, It's so good.
1: uh, Dude, they're just pointing pikes
0: at each other and all the pikes come together. They're like 16 feet. And then a bunch of the little dudes crawl under there and start chopping each other's dicks off. (laughs) It's insane. Incredible scene. I'd much rather be the guy with the knife underneath the pike line than the uh, guy with the pike. I don't want my dick and balls chopped off by like a tiny German guy.
1: I'll be the pike, but you know, I can be like the third layer. You know, down. That way, I'm not in. You're much uh, as more as much of an
0: arquebusier, I think. You're not really a pikeman.
1: Arquebusier. That's the that's the dude who, who rides around on the horse with the rifle, right? No, no,
0: no, no. Well, actually, the horses they had pistols. Very interesting. Uh, that's besides. The point. No, no, they're the guy with like the really fucked up old gun with like the match burning. You know, you always got to keep that match burning, and you go, pew, oh yeah, and you know they got like three of them in a row. They just keep oh, rotating. And you got, you, you can fire. cover your
1: gun in like uh you know religious motifs that will give a you know plus one to accuracy and,
0: oh, absolutely. and extra damage. Oh my god, thing. I'd be covered in relics, dude. I have I'd have uh you know St. John's rabbit foot and shit all over me. I would be the most relic drop rube out there. I would buy anything. I would buy ten thousand pieces of the cross.
1: They used to bring a bard to the to the battle too. To uh to To get a you know performance bonus on everyone too. That would be
0: yeah. I, I can't be the bard. I don't have that kind of talent. I bet the bard would be a very you know high profile target, like a general. Like you never want to salute the bard because the sniper will take him out. No, no, no.
1: They have a you know the little drummer boy. You know the bard is a uh, is eight years old.
0: Yeah, but he, you know he's very valuable. He's like a he's, he has he's a
1: feather on he's his like hat.
0: a support uh, caster. He gives you like bonuses to like your rolls and stuff. Very valuable. Yeah,
1: but then you also, it's also not, you know, it's not fair to fire on the.
0: No, on but the he's lightly armored. And, you know, at that period, war was very brutal. Like nowadays, nobody would kill a bard. You know, like we have rules. Like it's against the Geneva Convention to kill the bard. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that topic, it's 9 11. How was your 9 11 experience?
1: It was pretty great. It was pretty great. Except uh, I had to go to work.
0: You have to go to work yeah. on nine
1: eleven? Yeah, no one uh no one no one accepted my call off uh reason.
0: So fucked up. Have I ever told you yeah. the story about how I found out about nine eleven?
1: How'd you find out about nine eleven?
0: So for listeners who might not know, I'm about hundred and fifty feet down in a basement in Langley and I grew up in the area. Um and so nine eleven happened like right next door. When I was a young man, I was a little too young to be in school so we didn't get pulled out. Uh, nobody told me about 9-11. I was just a little Arab kid walking around America, not knowing about 9-11 until like 2005. My parents just never mentioned it. Uh, and I was at the playground one day, and then some kid like, hey, you, you, you fucking... A, a camel jockey, you did 9-11. And I'm like, what's 9-11? Huh? What is that? And he gets he's like, oh shit, what? Like you don't know? Like he got like very friendly all of a sudden, like like in pity. He was like, um you you should ask your parents. I, I don't really want to explain that right now. And I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> This was like That's years amazing. after it happened. Like I like all my friends like knew about nine eleven. Like I was just I wasn't like that young. Like everybody remembers when it happened except me. Nobody ever told me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we had the uh we had the very same uh sane thing happen to us where uh, we were in school and we all got pulled into an assembly to watch the planes go into the Twin Towers again. Really? Over and over again. <laughs> really? Yeah, so uh, and our our uh, the principal of our school he had, he had, like I said very sane reaction uh <laughs> to to knowing there was a disaster. We had an assembly uh on the next day uh so that we could all learn that the world was ending.
0: <laughs> really? So I think when this kid told me about 9/11 that we, I think it was like 2004, maybe five. And we were having a big school assembly, or not an assembly. We were training for months to do this. Okay, they had us take extra classes, music classes, because we were going to get out on the big blacktop, like all like 700 kids or whoever, however many were in my school, and we were going to sing patriotic songs. Um, <laughs> and they said they could hear us from the Pentagon, and I still remember it. Um, fuck! It's like a Toby Keith song. One of the oh, wait, sing. you were
1: doing this on nine eleven? No, and they actually might have been on. Oh, I was gonna say, it if been. you did it on nine eleven, they really might have heard you. You know, when they poked a hole in the Pentagon. This was a few years ago. No, no, no,
0: this was in celebration of nine eleven that we were singing <laughs> these songs. Um, I think, <laughs> uh, and I still remember uh, imagining
1: all... the beautiful music, uh, just kind of like lilting into the hole left by. You know, that whatever. Yeah, we had like an orchestra and everything. A a 747 or something?
0: It might have been a 737. I have no idea. Um, I'm proud to be an American because at least I know I'm free. And I'll proudly stand beside the man who gave that right to me. And they emphasize this part so much. And I'll proudly stand up. Like, they did, like, a hand thing. They're like, always go stand up next to you, because at least I know I'm free. Uh, (laughs) It was, uh, I think think they were doing a surge or something at the time, so they needed to, like, rile us up. That's definitely one of the weirder things that I've ever done. I really enjoyed the stand up. Like, they spent, like, an hour on that part. (laughs) Like, they're like, this is the kicker, dude. This is the finale. And that's, like, not, like, an old song. That's, like, a song from, like, 1980-something. It's from, like, the Reagan years, I think. It's, like, a really, like, fucked up, like, far-right nationalist song they had to sing.
1: Do you, did you ever watch, uh, from that era, did you ever watch Loose Change?
0: No. That's this the Michael like Moore the, one, uh, right?
1: No, maybe. No, no, no. It was a. Uh, it's a. It's the 9/11 truther documentary. Yeah, and I. I, don't, I won't. I haven't seen them in 15 years, probably now. But uh, don't believe it, though. My dad was. My dad was big into the loose change. Really, he was big into you know you know jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, uh, Tower Seven, all the uh, you know he was big into it, and part of it was that he was an election truther too. For which, for who? For Gore. Okay, for gore. that makes sense. That's yeah. a reasonable we were, opinion. We were all drug out to uh, to protest. I remember at the 2004, 2004, 2003 Democratic National Convention. I forget exactly what it was. Anyways, Kerry was in town. Oh, yeah? Uh, in Here in Chicago. And we went down to protest him. This is one of my, my earliest memories. Uh, and... We went down there and... Oh, you were
0: anti-Carrie.
1: Yeah, we were anti Kerry because my dad was like, a, he was like, we have to bring Gore back because he was cheated. He was like a stop the steal Gore guy. That's, that's right? woke. So he was like, we're going to stop the steal and we're going to prevent the, the the dirty Democrats from... Uh, that's a good one. Dirty stopping Dems. Stopping climate change. That's a
0: good one. People should yeah. use that more. The dirty Dems. I like that.
1: But yeah, and then he was he was big into the loose change stuff too. Uh, So we watched that. That was kind of my big memory about nine eleven. I was a
0: huge Kerry head when I was like seven. I was I was huge at the Kerry.
1: That's I remember when
0: the election happened. I'm going, what? How did how did Kerry lose? Everybody I know voted for him.
1: (laughs) 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 That's funny. That's very funny. We were, uh, you know, we were very uh, like I said we were stopped the Steal on my dad's side and my mom was, uh, we were already pretty big in the anti-war movement at that time. Yeah, I remember like going, I went to a lot of protests
0: guy. and stuff as a kid, especially during like the second intifada and stuff or being out there. We called them demonstrations. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Rallies. It was always
0: demonstrations. I don't know why, but that was generally the term for it.
1: Well, it's like, a, it's supposed to be a demonstration of people power, right? <laughs> Uh, a demonstration of the might of the people yeah
0: yeah i think so yeah but it was good times like that's kind of how palestinians like hang out every time there's a war all the palestinians get together hang out at the protests see people you haven't seen in like 20 years no it's getting more frequent so it's like you know i haven't seen them in two years (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah, my uh, yeah, my parents were not were anti carry. Interesting. It's it's an interesting thing that we're in. Now we have both parties are very stop the steal, but for each other, we're really in a in an interesting time where, where all the Democrats believe that Trump is, one hundred percent totally illegitimate, not my president, and a hundred percent of Republicans believe Biden literally stole the election and that he's a a criminal and you know. Uh, the the entire government is 100% totally illegitimate or Trump is actually president. He still and, is. You know, he's he, he still is president and he just, we're just like, uh, you know, he doesn't want to break the kayfabe or whatever. Yeah, he's in
0: the next uh, room in the Langley bunker with me. We see each other sometimes going to the bathroom.
1: It's just, uh, it's a very interesting time uh, where the American government has lost all legitimacy with the people who used to be Who used to, I mean, for the most part, normal people, the government was uh, kind of non-entity. But now for the people that the government is, you know, the people who are into the government, they now think the government has become illegitimate.
0: I feel like government, American government legitimacy is kind of like a blip on the radar. Like, I feel like that's kind of a post war for a bit and then stopping in the 70s like i feel like since like the late 80s people felt like the american government's legitimate and that's kind of falling away and then probably for a bit during the civil war or whatever no i guess not the civil war that was kind of the whole point um (laughs) i feel like it's kind of a blip i feel like for most of american history people have not considered the government legitimate
1: maybe i don't know about that uh i think
0: like the 90s consensus like i don't i don't think that necessarily holds true if you go back the in history his consensus
1: of, like people you know, shot a
0: lot of presidents
1: fuck the <laughs> cops and stuff or whatever yeah they shot the president but you know they still thought their uh you know their team was a legitimate part of it i don't know it's interesting
0: yeah maybe you only do that if you think the government's legitimate so you're trying to take out a guy that's, i guess that's why people don't do it anymore <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it's just uh yeah yeah, interesting uh, interesting stuff yeah 911 happy 911 happy 911
0: to all those who celebrate uh, so
1: yeah you know I think
0: this is a pretty good place to wrap up we just had a little short comeback episode sorry for the delay guys uh, we're gonna be some more stuff out I've just read a paper on uh, the ape and Roman literature because I'm very obsessed with how uh, pre-modern people looked at our great ape cousins uh, so I'll be reporting on that probably have an interview oh
1: the ape in roman literature that's a, it's about apes as written by roman yes
0: and it it's from 1936 okay, i got it off JSTOR. it's Ooh. it's very sick okay we're
1: definitely doing an episode. yeah here. yeah
0: and i've got some other 100%. papers on the ape especially i'm gonna try to get some more stuff on orangutans especially in uh you know southeast asian cultures there's some interesting myths there i'm working on i'm working on a book report for you guys
1: i wonder how the uh Orangutan would be feud. Uh, The other guys with the extra long arms. I feel like the Romans would look at them and feel very a kindred spirit. So Romans probably never saw one. Maybe they
0: killed a couple in the Colosseum. Maybe. Like, they got one shipped over there. But uh, amongst the people that live there in, like, I don't know, Indonesia and stuff, there's, like, two groups. Like, one of them is like, yo, those those are our cousins. They're, like, beautiful forest people. Like, we love them. And the other ones, the other way is, like, these guys are tricky They're really tricky. They're like mischievous spirits. (laughs) They might kill you, Uh, but they're mostly tricky. Like they're very, they're untrustworthy.
1: They look sly. Yeah. They have a little sly look about them. So I I understand. Yeah, they could be 10 feet away from you to reach your
0: back pocket. Grab that wallet.
1: I'm thinking when you look at them, when you see them smiling, you definitely could see them as both ways. That could be a kindly forest creature or that could be a, a tricky forest monster.
0: I'm more, I'm kind of more afraid of an orangutan than I am of like a silverback gorilla. Not more than a chimp, but like I feel like an orangutan has that reach. You know, they can just pop they you, they can just sucker punch you without like thinking twice.
1: Oh my God. And their God. faces are big feel... and
0: flat, <laughs> kind of like yours. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I think that's a good place to wrap it up. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks for listening to West Bank Robbery. My name is Free Palestine. This is AP. Cool. And
1: uh, listen to Blowback. Blowback. I'll be on the uh, – And what's that other one? Uh, Parallax Views. Yeah. I'll be on listen Parallax Views Michael.
0: on uh, Thursday talking to Noah Colwin from Blowback where I'll hopefully be making a pitch or something. I've got a good good story about my dad going to a Mujahideen guy's funeral that he hated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I think that's a wrap. Uh, what, what did I say? Yeah. Fuck the
1: police. Free Palestine. That's a wrap. Free Palestine.